Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, co-founder and chief royalty officer of Royalty. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hi, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work for Transparent Entertainment Group. I handle registrations and repertoires for performers and rights holders around the world. Hey, welcome back to Money in the Air, the Neighboring Rights Podcast brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. Today, Andrew and I, we are going to talk about complications. And I'm going to propose a hypothetical scenario, which is a hodgepodge of many different things that have come up during the course of the year, but I'm condensing it into a single complication. U.S. performer signed to a U.K. label. How does the U.S. performer get the performer share of neighboring rights if they're not a qualifying person under the U.K. or Rome Treaty specifications? There are three ways that this can all pan out. Most typical is if the U.S. performer, if they're signed up with SoundExchange and SoundExchange has an international mandate with PPL, then they would receive a portion of the neighboring rights. This is the crux of the neighboring rights issue that the U.S. still does not pay terrestrial radio broadcasts. So therefore, the U.S. performer under the international mandate would not receive a fully realized neighboring rights royalty if they went in that route, which is probably the most typical. But there is a way that we have a workaround for instances where you have recorded on a recording that is owned by a UK label or any label that is from a country that is a Rome Treaty signatory. And Stacy, do you want to talk about how that would pan out? What alternative would you recommend the performer pursuing in this specific case? I would recommend that the UK label registers the recording and the release as the rights holder and then acts as their rep for the performer share, collects the performer share because it is commissioned from the UK because the label commissions the recording and then mm-hmm. pays it through to the artist directly. With neighboring rights, CMOs, the way that they account, I know that we mentioned this a lot on our podcast, but half of the earnings from neighboring rights from the performance is for the rights owner share, which means the label, and then half of it is for the performers. Now, labels can elect to directly collect for performer shares and then pay it through to the artists. That is something that can happen. And for labels that are based in the UK, that are UK entities, better to do it that way because then they'll be able to collect on, say, BBC performances. Whereas yeah. if you're just with Sound Exchange and you're not passing that income through the UK label, then you would not participate in that. You would only be eligible for digital, non-interactive digital performances as they're categorized on a worldwide basis, which is SiriusXM and Pandora. And if you think about it, how big is SiriusXM and Pandora on a worldwide basis? That's a really good point. Okay. So my advice now is that they get a rep in the UK 
who is directly signed to PPL, and they claim the performer share for them. So that kind of brings us to our next question. So we're specifically talking about a subset of a overall catalog. Can we do carve-outs for partial collections of certain performer shares and not others? Yes. I do that all the time. We say that this agreement only applies to these ISRCs. That's amazing. You don't have to do your entire body of work when you do a membership with a particular CMO. You can carve out specific instances that are advantageous to you to do so. If you have these recordings that are released by a UK label, allow that UK label to collect your performer share and then they will pay through a larger share of your neighboring rights. With caveats, if you trust them to do that, and if you are recouped, if there's an unrecouped balance and they want to apply it, they might. it might be difficult. So in that case, get a rep in the UK. Yeah, the caveat there is the, the whole reasoning behind label share versus artist share is really meant to protect the artists and carving out these two buckets of the same income. Income will always flow through directly to the artist community. Stacy brings up a really good point. You have to trust the label with their accounting and they have to then not apply the income against your own group balance because contractually they might be able to do that. And the other problem I can see with having the label collected is PPL statement doesn't say which tracks the money they're sending you is for. So if the label's collecting for more than one performer share, they won't know how much they're earning. If they are, even if they're not, and they don't separate out performer versus rights holder share, they won't know how much to pay through. I'm going to take it back. Don't let the label collect it. Get a rep. We're essentially using the label and the rep would then get a direct payment from PPL or the specific portion for it. And so you're getting both the benefit of fully realized neighboring rights by having the UK entity, but then it's like a letter of direction allowing a rep to essentially administer those specific. That's the most ideal workaround to maximize your income. I think so. I mean, if the label, if the label is your rep for purposes of this, then make sure you get a separate statement for your performer share, or you're also a signatory where you can log in and look at the PPL portal and where you can get the statement directly by email. You really want to ask how the income is being rolled up because that might confuse the label and they might receive everything. And then if it's not chopped up inherently, if every both performer share and label share are rolled up into a single statement and payment, how would they know to which parts to divvy up? It's it's the onus on the label. So ultimately, yeah, getting a rep in that local territory that is familiar with that particular CMO's reportings in this case, it's PPL, would be the best. Cool. We are agreed. Uh, Thank you for that. (laughs) Hopefully in the future, it won't be so complicated and the U.S. will just get their things together and start paying radio broadcasts so all of these like workarounds don't have to be the case anymore, but... Until until that happens, this is a solution that you guys can pursue. That's brilliant. Thank you. And my fingers are crossed for the ease of next year. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Hope you're having a great week. And remember, if you're not a member of IFR, go to iafar.co.uk and join today.